0: Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast.
1: Goodbye, baseball. A walk-off winner for Mitch Hattiger. Swing, line drive. This game is over. A goodbye, baseball. Mitch Hattiger. Ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning. James Paxton has just thrown a no-hitter. The big lefty is getting mobbed out of the
0: Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. All right, welcome back Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Great to be here. Big weekend coming up, no question about that, as the Mariners now off to yesterday in Arizona tonight to take on the Diamondbacks. Mariners getting some help yesterday. The A's losing to the Twins, so... All of a sudden, the A's have lost two in a row. Seemingly, that was never going to happen the way they were playing, but now they've lost two in a row. So the Mariners come into today, and no question, this is a huge road trip for the Mariners. M's 72 and 56, four games behind the A's for the second wild card. The A's 76 and 52. Both teams have lost two in a row. The Astros at 77-50 and 50 after beating the Mariners two games in a row to end that series. Now, a game and a half up on the A's and five and a half up on the Mariners. So that's how things sit right now. Of course, the Mariners in Arizona to take on the Diamondbacks for the first of three this weekend. Obviously, that won't be an easy series. The Diamondbacks this year have... Had a great year in first place in the NL West. They've won three in a row, 71-56, and 56, but it's pretty narrow. Colorado on their heels, just a game back. And the Dodgers, four and a half back of Arizona for the top spot in the West. So not only a big series for the Mariners, but a very big series for Arizona as well. Now for the A's, and the Mariners and A's, I mean, what makes this series so big? The M's? Three against Arizona. Two against San Diego. And then this trip ends with four against the Oakland A's. So the Mariners obviously would love to be in striking distance and give themselves an actual chance to pass the A's on this trip. It's not going to be easy, though, facing off against the Diamondbacks. So Rasma Ramirez will get the start in this one. The M's have to face three the best Arizona will have to offer with Godley coming up in game one of the series they'll have to face Ray in game two and then Granky in game three of the series coming up on Sunday now for the Oakland A's the Astros meanwhile will play the Angels starting tonight at the Angels in a three game series and the A's will be playing the Twins they lost to the Twins yesterday and we'll face the Twins again tonight. So that kind of sets the table for everything coming up for the Mariners. Ems, after an off day yesterday played the Astros in the final game of the series. After winning Game One seven to four, they lost Game Two three to two. That was a game where Leak was sick. They called up Detweiler, who pitched well but couldn't get enough going offensively. Three to two, the Astros went. And then the final game of the series, Mariners were down huge. But then made it a game. But they would fall short against Houston, 10-7 the final score. So Arizona, San Diego, Oakland, big series this weekend. We'll talk again on Monday, and we'll see where the Mariners are. I mean, three games. There is so much that could happen between now and Monday, just given the swings with Mariners, Astros, A's and everyone else involved. So we have a, we'll have a lot to talk about on Monday before the series against San Diego. It's an off day on Monday before the San Diego series, by the way. So there's a lot coming up in this podcast. We have a couple of fun conversations. Shannon Dreyer catches up with Dick Vincent. Ben Gamble's going to be here. Uh, Josh Kearns back with another really great feature. And, well, we were in Houston last on the Turn Back the Clock night a lot of talk about the Astrodome, which got me thinking about the Kingdom. So we're going to have some kingdom memories as well. So a lot coming up here, a lot to get to. Glad you're with us here on a Friday. Hopefully you enjoy a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.
2: Shannon Dreher in the dugout here at Safeco Field catching up with Ben Gamble. Ben, it was great to see you back. Great to see you right back in the lineup. And I think you might have had some of the quotes of the night last night. Uh, I wasn't able to be down there. But just hearing you talk about what you saw with Robinson Cano in that home run last night, the appreciation was really something. What, what did you see when he hit that? And, and what, why did you want to go in and take a closer look?
3: Uh uh-huh. Yeah, just, I mean, his swing is, you know, everything I feel like anyone dreams about. You know, it's just yeah. smooth and effortless, and you never see him off balance. It's, you know, it's just a thing of beauty.
2: Yeah, and last night he steps up in that situation. You've all seen him in that situation before. I'm sure everybody felt pretty good about
3: it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, there's a few guys that, you know, you want up in that spot, you know, in a, in a big game, and he's definitely one of them. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely always energizing Seeing him going on doing his thing. Did
2: you went in game and went down to the video room to take a look at it.
3: Yeah, it was uh, after uh, Cam went in Came on in. defense, so I went and I had a minute. I went and watched it a couple of times. So.
2: You watched it as a fan, or were you studying? A little
3: bit of both. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Just grats up and down the lineup last night. It's just- a game where just everybody contributed like that against a pitcher like that, and you'd faced him but hadn't had success game plan going in
3: um you know my, my game plans uh, doesn't really change um you know I'm, I'm looking for a good fastball to hit and you know I hit off fastball so you know when I when I'm fastball ready I you know I can at least foul other stuff off so I was just kind of trying to sell out to get my pitch
2: when did you make that determination you know that this is who I am and this is how I can best get
3: um you know I've, I've flirted with other ideas and stuff like that but you know, I've never taken swings like I do, and I'm looking for a good fastball to hit. So I just – I got to stick with that no matter what.
2: We also saw you guys I'm so happy. Tony Sip comes in. You have the opportunity to face him. We talked about this in spring training. You are a lefty, and you have kind of a different confidence in hitting lefties because of what you did as a kid, it sounds like.
3: Yeah, um, I would uh BP thrower growing up um, kind of, you know, taught me the game. Clay Daniels, he, um, you know, him and my brother, he was left-handed. He would be flipping us sliders and, you know, fastballs when we were pretty young. So, you know, I've always I've always seen the ball well off lefties.
2: That's no, just a comfort level that you have know, just
3: comfort, for sure.
2: Absolutely. Uh, to get out there last night and uh, in right field, uh, a lot of fun watching you out there. How different is that for you from left field?
3: Um. Well, I've played a lot of right. I've played a lot of center and I've played a lot of left, so... It's, it's, you know, they're not one and the same, but you know, t- to a certain point, they are, and you know, I just try and carry it over, you know, to wherever I am and I'll feel.
2: Love what happened. I hated seeing you be sent out, but to see what you did while you were at Tacoma and the way that you approached it—that was an opportunity to put some work in. It sounded like.
3: Oh no, for sure. You know, it's it's good to be out there every day, and you know, back to the grind. Um, Obviously, the grind doesn't stop up here, but, you know, back with, uh, you know, Vogie and John Andrioli and all those guys, you know, they you know, keep me even-keeled, and, you know, we're just trying to go out and win ballgames.
2: Was there anything specifically you wanted to work on when you were down there?
3: Um, No, just a little bit of everything. Um, just kind of want to maintain what I'm doing at the plate and, you know, obviously improve defensively. So in any way, I can
2: what do, you do? what do you work on defensively?
3: On just balls off bats and, you know, just, you know, there's only so much you can do in the outfield, but, you know, just staying consistent with everything.
2: You mentioned Vogelback and from what I understand, I don't know how much you've seen this. We see it on Twitter all the time. Apparently, David Freitas' son, absolutely, Vogelback is his favorite baseball player.
3: Yeah, hand, <laughs> hands down. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how Freight feels about that, but, <laughs> yeah, bogey. Definitely bogey. He's a grinder, man. He can hit can't wait to get him back up here too
2: and he took the baby shark song uh for
3: oh yeah yeah he walked up to that uh (laughs) it's pretty (laughs) funny though the whole dugout was doing the dance So it was a good time
2: so you know the baby shark dance
3: unfortunately (laughs) i do yeah
2: (laughs) the multi-talented ben gamble right there hey uh to come up right now and the team uh, in the position that it's in with everything that's in front of it you get into that clubhouse uh, what's the feeling when you come to the ballpark every day right now
3: Oh, um, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to get out here and, you know, grind with the guys and, you know, taking it in one pitch at a time.
2: All right. Well, it was great to see you last night. Thank you, Ben. Thank you.
4: The Banners spent their first 22 and a half years in the kingdom. A dreary mausoleum for some, a beautiful palace to others, a $67 million concrete, multi purpose stadium. It opened with a soccer match on April the 9th, 1976. There were many wonderful moments, and we have covered many of them here. The Mariners first game in 1977.
1: First pitch in history as a strike taken at the knees. By Jerry Remy leading it off.
4: The All-Star game in
1: 1979. The anticipation now is for this man who got the low long-
4: Gaylord's 300
1: The 2-1 pitch to Randolph Swung on, ground ball to Cruz This should do it, he's got it It's over, Gaylord has 300
4: The no-hitters by Chris Bozzio And Randy Johnson
1: High chopper with a mound, charged by Mizkell edge throws, it's over And Bozzio has done it The 0-2 pitch on the way Swing, it's over he
4: has done it. The development of Ken Griffey Jr. Swung on, and a fly ball hit deep into the gap in right center field. The kid on his horse back to
1: the warning track. The wall makes a leap and makes
4: an unbelievable catch. And of course, tonight, that he and his father took the field together. Ken
1: Griffey Sr. trotting out to left field. Ken Griffey Jr. trotting out to center field. Quite a historic moment in the history of the game of baseball. Junior waves to his father on his way out to center. run
4: in 95 will never be forgotten. And the 0-1 pitch on the way to Edgar Martinez. Swung on the line
1: down the left field line for a base hit.
4: And of course, the day the tiles fell, and then the earthquake. My, oh, my! He has struck out five, and we've got this place shaking all over the place right now. Here at the Kingdom, man, we got—it feels like we might be having an earthquake here. Everybody getting up, and uh, this place is shaking back and forth. We're going to get out of here. Too many memories to list them all. But today, we are going to take you to that final game, June 27, 1999. The Texas Rangers in town. Freddie Garcia was on the mound for the Mariners and a Washington native Pulse Bowl zone Aaron Seeley for the Rangers. It didn't take long for the excitement to begin, provided by who else but Ken Griffey Jr. with the bat.
1: Here's the pitch on the way to Junior swinging a drive deep to right field down the line there it goes goodbye baseball he did it holy smoke Ken Griffey Jr. with a three run homer Mariners take the lead three to two over the Rangers number three hundred and seventy seven for Junior and there go the flashbulbs
4: and then with the glove. From the stretch, Garcia's 1-0 pitch is swung on, hit well to the center field. Griffey going back, he's at the track, he leaps, and he
1: makes the catch! Holy cow, he got it! <laughs> oh, my! He got it! He took a home run away from Gonzalez. And side retired! One of the better catches by Griffey. Holy cow, he did it again! And after three and a half, the Mariners lead it four to two.
4: Leading five to two in the ninth, there was only one out left to the old place. Now the stretch. The 2 2 pitch on the way to Rusty Greer from Jose Mesa.
1: Swing and a fly ball hit into left center field and moving over is Hunter on the run. He's got it. And an era is over.
4: That was it. An on-field celebration was held, tears were shed, and then we all walked away, and the lights went out. As I said that night to end the festivities, my friends, I'll tell you this. This place has been called an ugly duckling by a lot of people, but she'll always be beautiful to me. Good night. I'm Dave Niehaus. The banners spent their first 22 and a half years in the Kingdom. A dreary mausoleum for some, a beautiful palace to others, a $67 million concrete multi-purpose stadium. It opened with a soccer match on April the 9th, 1976. There were many wonderful moments, and we have covered many of them here. The Mariners' first game in 1977.
1: First pitch in history as a strike taken at the knees by Jerry Remy leading it off.
4: The All-Star Game in
1: 1979. The anticipation now is for this man.
4: Gaylord's 300. The 2-1 pitch to
1: Randolph. Swung on. Ground ball to Cruz. This should do it. He's got it. It's over. Gaylord has 300.
4: The no-hitters by Chris Bozzio and Randy Johnson.
1: High chopper with a mound. Charged by Mizkell. Bear edge throws. It's over. The O2 pitch on the way. Saig, it's over.
4: He has done it. The development of Ken Griffey Jr. swung on and a fly ball hit deep into the gap in right center field. The kid
1: on his horse. Back to the warning track. The wall makes the lead!
4: course tonight that he and his father took the field together.
1: Ken Griffey Sr. trotting out to left field. Ken Griffey Jr. trotting out to center field. Quite a historic moment in the history of the game of baseball. Junior waves to his father on his way out to center. The run in
4: 95 will never be forgotten.
1: And the 0-1
4: pitch on the way to Edgar Martinez. Swung on the line
1: down the left field line for a base hit.
4: course the day the tiles fell and then the earthquake my oh my hey it struck out five and we've got this place shaking all over the place right now here at the kingdom man we got it feels like we might be having an earthquake here everybody getting up and uh this place is shaking back and forth we're going to get out of here too many memories to list them all But today, we are going to take you to that final game, June 27th, 1999. The Texas Rangers in town. Freddie Garcia was on the mound for the Mariners and a Washington native Pulse zone Aaron Seeley for the Rangers. It didn't take long for the excitement to begin, provided by who else but Ken Griffey Jr. with the
1: bat. Here's the pitch on the way to junior swing and a drive deep to right field down the line. There it goes. Goodbye baseball. He did it. Holy smoke. Ken Griffey Jr. With a three run homer. Mariners take the lead. Three to two over the Rangers. Number three hundred and seventy seven for junior. And there go the flashbulbs.
4: And then with the glove. From the stretch, Garcia's 1-0 pitch is swung on, hit well to center field. Griffey going back. He's at the track. He leaps and he makes
1: the catch. Holy cow, he got it. <laughs> oh, my. He got it. He took a home run away from Gonzalez and side retired. One of the better catches by Griffey. Holy cow, he did it again. And after three and a half, the Mariners lead it four to two.
4: Leading five to two in the ninth, there was only one out left to the old place. Now the stretch. The 2-2 pitch on the way to Rusty Greer from Jose Mesa. Swing and a
1: fly ball hit into left center field and moving over is Hunter on the run. He's got it. And an era is over. The Mariners win it in unbelievable fashion.
4: That was it. An on-field celebration was held, tears were shed, and then we all walked away and the lights went out. As I said that night to end the festivities, my friends, I'll tell you this. This place has been called an ugly duckling by a lot of people, but she'll always be beautiful to me. Good night. I'm Dave Niehaus.
2: Shannon Dreyer in the dugout catching up with yesterday's starter, Nick Vincent. And, Nick, interesting day yesterday. How did that all unfold for you?
5: Uh, well, I was actually on the couch playing cards with Dookie, and Skip came up to me. and he goes, Hey, Vincent, can I talk to you real quick? And I was like, okay. Thought I was in trouble for a second. Um, he came in, he goes, Mike Leak's sick. Uh, we got a dead wire coming up, but he's not going to start. And I was like, all right. In my head, I'm like, am I starting or something? And he goes, yeah, you're going to (laughs) start. I'm like, all right, just give us what you can give us. Two innings would be nice, three innings if we get there. And, uh, yeah, I just went from there. I was just like, all right, here we go. Nothing really – I mean (laughs) – Nothing really to it as a bullpen guy. You, I mean, you're used to just going into any situation. That was the first time for me for starting the game in the big leagues.
2: Was there anything that you had to think about? I noticed uh, Houston went with the bullpen day, and Peacock actually came out of the bullpen for the first inning. Was there anything in your mind that maybe I have to do something different, or was it just trying to keep everything exactly the same?
5: Uh, for me, I just did all my stretch and stuff the same, but like the, for the routine, I didn't want to like mess up the routine of the hitters and all those guys, so I got my stuff done early, and I just – pretty much waited for those guys like all right whenever you guys are going out I'm going out I had no idea what to do so they looked at me I looked at them. like all right let's go so that was that
2: time to go run jump over the line and let's go yeah
5: I mean it's just it's a different feeling it's def- I mean I definitely had nerves going yesterday for the first I mean first time in a while but uh, that's just how it is you, you get put in a different role you're not used to you kind of get a little nerve going but after the first couple of guys you just the nerves go away and you're just back to pitching
2: Kind of made
5: it fun, I would imagine. Something different. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not many—not many relievers can say they've gone out and pitched their whole career out of the bullpen and then get their one start. So uh, I think that's pretty cool, and I'm, I think it's more just mom and pop were proud. I mean, because I used to start, so they're they stoked about it. My wife and wife was really happy. She was actually going to go to dinner, and then she she ended up coming to the game. So I think it's more—it's good for everybody else.
2: Well, and you also know the lineup on the other side. You faced them quite a bit, and that's you know tough part of uh, obviously at the top. The teams are doing that right now. Kind of a different look throwing a guy out there that has that experience.
5: Yeah, I mean a lot of teams are going with this opener thing, and it's uh, it's different for sure. But I think it's sometimes it's a little too much. The with way Tampa's kind of running things, it's just a little too much. I think just let your starters go. Mm-hmm. Are not doing it. Just get different starters, and, and I mean, <laughs> that's just kind of how baseball is. Because you can't, you can't throw your bullpen guys out there every day. And then, right. for instance, if I get hit in the first inning, then that puts a whole wrench in the whole thing. So uh, I don't know. I like, I definitely like being out of the bullpen more than starting. That's for sure.
2: Right. Somebody else who likes to be out in the bullpen apparently is Felix Hernandez, who said that, "Hey, you know, I'm starting now, but I'm still gonna go out." and sit in the bullpen during the games. He said it's a different look. I'm gonna imagine it's probably a little bit more fun, away from everything too. What have you seen from Felix down in the bullpen?
5: I mean he loves it. I mean it's I mean especially this one, like everybody's around you. Like yeah. people are always asking for autographs from him, pictures, all this. I mean it's <laughs> it's cool for him, I think. He's more interactive with the fans. Uh, he doesn't have to worry about stuff in the dugout, what he says, whatever. It's just down there you can do whatever you want, say whatever you want. And it just stays down there. So it's uh, it's a good time for him and it's I mean, he's having success out of it, so stick with it. That's that's another thing. It's the pitcher, you're gonna stick with whatever you're doing to have success. So if that's gonna keep him to keep getting those quality starts, I'll go out to the bullpen every day.
2: Not gonna make him carry a backpack or anything?
5: No, I think he's got plenty of time and when you get the king, I don't think you gotta do anything. So the king's your nickname. I don't think you have to carry anything.
2: Somebody carry Felix out to the bullpen maybe. Yeah,
5: maybe the bullpen car can bring him out to the bullpen. I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> hey, on a, a more serious note, what Edwin Diaz has been doing this year, what have you seen in, in his growth as a pitcher? You're down there when he does his work. You're out there in the early work as well.
5: I mean, he's he knew what he had to do to be, become one of the elite closers. He knew he just had to throw strikes. That was his thing last year was he, when he got in trouble. It was guys would just sit there and make him throw strikes, and sometimes he couldn't deal with it. And I think he's just, I mean, he's mature for, what, he's 23, 24? Yeah. He's really mature for his age, and I think being around the guys like Felix, being around Cano, being around Cruz, like, they've told him, like, just go out there and be yourself. Throw Like, you throw a strike, you're going to get everybody out. As soon as he gets strikes one, it's pretty much over for the hitters. And, uh, I mean, this year he's been absolutely lights out, and it's fun its fun to be a part of that the bullpen because, like, pretty much – I mean, this team, we just got to focus. Get the ball to Coloma and Diaz. We get the ball to Coloma and Diaz three out of four days, like we got a really good chance of winning three out of four games. So uh, I think a team philosophy is we just get get enough runs to get those guys in the games, and we're going to win a lot of games.
2: And if you have to come in every now and then at the beginning, okay.
5: If I got to start a game because Skip wants (laughs) me to start a game, I can start a game. It's (laughs) no big deal.
2: (laughs) Whatever it takes. Nick, thank you.
5: No problem.